Mondays. It's Great Mondays Radio. I'm Josh Levine, your host, founder of Great Mondays. We help executives from hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations build cultures that attract, engage, and retain top talent. If you'd like to be a guest on our program, hang out for about 20 minutes and I'll tell you how. Welcome back to Great Mondays Radio. Um, I'm thrilled to welcome, uh, have this incredible conversation today, Carrie Ann Stimson. She is the CMO of JMMB Group, a financial services firm based in uh, Jamaica. And she's also the host of the Internal Marketing Podcast. Welcome to Great Mondays Radio, Carrie Ann. Hey, Josh, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here and excited to have this conversation today. So we have a lot in common because you're at Pat. I'm I'm passionate, so passionate about culture that I decided to start a podcast. You're past so passionate about internal comms. You decided to start a podcast. Um, so we we definitely believe in the power of communication with the people on the inside. How did you how did you get to this? place of like, you know what, this is really important. Like what was the realization about, you know, in your career, in your trajectory, what, what brought you here? How did you experience or how, what experience brought you to this like aha moment? Great question. And we could have a whole conversation with that over a cup of something, but I'll just narrow it down real quick. I've been a marketer now for over 20 years And of all the challenges that we marketers experience in building a brand and helping to support growth and the bottom line in any company, what I've just come to realize is the importance of our people, aka the employees of a company and the role that they play in helping to build the brand and drive growth. You know, we spend so much time huddling up with our customers and customers are important. That's why we're in business. But if we can't engage our employees and get them excited about the brand and get them motivated to want to share about the great company that they work for and customers face it, our customers would faster believe the word of our employees and they would believe our official marketing advertising messages. If we can't get our employees excited, then how can we expect to get our customers excited? So for me, it was just recognizing as a marketer, we really need to dig in and spend more time focusing on our people and the important role that they play in helping to build a brand and drive growth. Now, the problem that I've found in bringing people along on this um, investment, this journey, uh, is that the the distance between the investment and the customer is longer when you go through the employee. And, And what I mean by that is, can't we just get our sales folks to sell sell more and then we'll just promise them the moon and then everything else will take care of itself because it goes through the employee you're like well i don't know that that's not going to help us this quarter is that do you do you feel like you i mean is that is that something that you've experienced when you're trying to convince people that this is you know or explain the value of mm-hmm. what you're talking about right i'm talking about culture you're talking about communications we're we're empowering the employees but they're, you know, I think a lot of folks are like that. That's fine, I guess, in theory, but we need to get make money right now. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's an age old conversation, you know, because, hey, we, we're just we're here for the bucks. And, and that's and that's what the focus is all about. And let's get the salespeople to sell. But 
to do that would basically be to ignore what has been happening in the business world easily, especially over the last few years coming out of the pandemic where you're hearing conversations about words like trust, you know, and you look at all of the research and all the trust parameters out there, mm. uh, trust in organizations, trust in businesses is at an all time low because customers really don't trust a lot of what organizations have to say. And I get it because when we market or advertise our business or promote our business, then yeah, we're going to say great things about ourselves, right? Duh. <laughs> but, you know, when customers hear that, they're like, okay, tell me something that's, that's really authentic. But when customers get a chance to hear from the people on the inside who can lift up, lift up the rug, they know what's happening under there. Uh, they would faster believe the word of our employees and they would believe our marketing messages through our traditional channels. So if we think that it's just our marketing and sales pitches that are going to get us through into the hearts and minds of customers to get them to choose us, then we're making a sad mistake. So it's so very important to recognize how important our people are as part of that journey. So do you encourage your employees, the employees of the JMMB group to be on social media and, and promote the, the company? There's been a little bit of banter like, uh, my organization would like me to use social media to promote them. And I don't know if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So and that's a contentious topic. You know, I, I'm on LinkedIn a lot. And I know it's a popular conversation. So the first thing is, Again, when we talk about any kind of marketing, in this case, internal marketing, it's really about building that emotional connection to the brand first. So again, we're big on building that emotional connection that our customers have with the brand. In internal marketing, we want to build that connection between employees and the company brand. And what an emotional connection does, Josh, is that it takes us from the realm of, oh, we're just going to tell you that you need to post X number of times on LinkedIn about how great the place is. Moving from that to an intrinsic desire to want to motivate because I am en an intrinsic desire to want to post and talk about the brand because I'm connected to it. I have that emotional connection. Mm -hmm. I'm loyal. I truly believe that yep. what we have is great. And I, it's coming from a place of I want to talk about it, not because I'm being mandated to do it. And that's what internal marketing is. It's shifting the behavior because you're driving engagement, building loyalty, creating that emotional connection so that your employees want to talk about you in great ways. All right. How do you create this emotional connection then? <laughs> mm, wonderful. This is good stuff. So the first thing is like in any marketing uh, conversation, you're talking about the product that you offer. And this is a contentious point, but I truly believe this, this is the case that in the case of internal marketing, the product is the culture. And I know you know this, oh, right? Yeah, it's like the that. culture. It's what are we giving our employees to be excited about? Okay. Mm -hmm. So where they work, do they love the culture? Do they feel heard, valued, seen, or do they trust their team leaders and their colleagues? What's the temperature like internally? If employees don't feel inherently comfortable with where they work and, and, and how they're seen and how they're, how they're valued, then you're not going to get that engagement. You're not going to get that intrinsic emotional connection. So it's starting with the product, quote unquote, that we have, which is the culture, the leadership, the environment, the relationships, compensation and benefits. Got to put that in there. If they're happy with the product that we offer as a company in terms of the overall employee experience, then we're going to get that emotional. That's the first layer in getting to that emotional connection, which drives mm. motivation to be ambassadors of the brand. 
All right, I'm going to challenge you uh, in a particular. I'm going to take some of your what you just uh, came uh, just talked about. Is it the company's job to um, make sure the employee's happy? Mm. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate maybe a little bit. I think you're going to play about... devil's advocate to devil's my devil's advocate. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I think it's a bit of both, Josh. Let's just keep it real. I don't think we can ever say to someone it's someone else's responsibility to make you happy, whether it's in a job or a marriage situation. That's relationship. where I'm coming from. Yeah, my, it, it, yeah, it's 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 it. Everybody has to take responsibility, and and you have your own role and responsibility that you have to play. But I think companies can't get away from the fact that they too have the responsibility to create the kind of environment and culture and way of being for their employees to feel happy as well. So mm. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, it's not just about, well, we're just paying you a paycheck right now. You just need to show up, give thanks that you got a job that a lot of people don't have, and then we're out of here. Um, it's, it's both. And so employees too need to take responsibility for their own happiness by also choosing the right company that they believe would be aligned with their purpose and their values as well, that they feel the, the culture aligns up with a lifestyle that yeah. they'd like to live. But it's yeah. both. It's both. Uh, I like to say that it's a, a, an organization's responsibility is to help uh, employees find meaningful work mm. and a meaningful experience. But you can't, you can't make someone, if you go down that road of like, you know, can I make you more happy? Cause there's this, um, you know, if you provide the kombucha, right. Which is what happened in, you know, the Bay area during the head, the, the salad days of the Bay area, where it's like, everybody's getting kombucha. Then everybody complains. Yeah. It's a true story. It's all, it's like, it's too hard to get to. It's the wrong flavor. It's the, mm. you know, it's, you know, they, they, they're sort of this self-leveling. Well, I'm not really happy. Look, that's not my job. My job is to provide meaningful work for you. And I need to support you in all those sorts of ways. So that's my, that's my approach, but thank you yes. for, <laughs> thank you for taking <laughs> on. That's a challenging question. It is. Um, tell me, we uh, tell me a little bit about um, the culture at JMMB group. It's a financial services company, but it's, it's a, it's a little different you know, yes. and from, I would say most, most financial services companies. It is, it is. So just to take you back in history a little bit, I mean, Gem and B, we are just over 30 years old. And um, when we were founded in the early 90s, we were co-founded by a wonderful Jamaican woman who unfortunately is no longer with us, uh, Joan Isabel Duncan. But her vision to launch what was at the time a, a financial services company dealing with investments was giving the average everyday Jamaican access to the money market, which was something that they could not do at the time. But in addition to providing access to investments in a way that the average everyday Jamaican could not have accessed at the time, time. She also felt that, you know what, financial services needs to be something with heart. Financial services needed to be something that said, look, we believe that all human beings are created equal. All human beings have inherent greatness within them. And we believe that there is power in love. And you're going to see where I'm going with this. There's power in love to help every human being to unleash that greatness. Mm. And so JMMB was born and still operates with that 
core belief is we believe in love, love of all human beings, love as the tool, as the way for people to realize greatness. And when you come to GMMB as a client and as an employee, we are the place that helps you to feel loved, feel and recognize that you have greatness within yourself. And we empower you to unleash that greatness and to become the best that you'd want to be. And so that's the kind of entity that we are. So we are, we call ourselves a financial institution of love. And it's strange, as you rightly said, because, you know, as a bank, especially it's like banks, a love bank, that's crazy because banks are really just here to fee you to death yeah. and, and, <laughs> and, you know, give you low interest rates and, and cause a headache. But no, everything down to the very fees that we charge has to align with our belief in love and the mm. power of love and the equality of all mm. human beings and mm. it's been a tremendous 30-year journey which many people laughed at us and they probably still do but our customers love us our employees love us just the same and um, we believe it's been a key ingredient in how we've been able to build our brand and grow as an organization so as the cmo how do you take that as a how do you operationalize love Right. In your role, and when we're talking and and you know, uh, internal or external comms, what what is what does that mean practical? Love the idea. I'm sure many of my listeners are gonna be on board uh with this concept. What is it what does it mean, you know, in the day to day? Like we could we could have this beautiful statement on the wall, but what what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. You know, it has to start from a place of, first of all, core belief. So again, love is not something that we would have sat in a boardroom and wrote on a piece of paper and framed it and, and then print it nicely and put it on the wall. And, and like we would have come up with a brand positioning. This is actually a core belief in who we are. So it starts with recognizing, do our team members understand or employees from leadership right down? Do they understand and believe in love themselves and, 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 and love as this tool of enabling that helps people to realize the greatness within them? So it starts from making sure that our team members are all on the same page. When you talk about purpose, when you talk about mission and vision, we all have that have to have that shared vision because if you don't believe in, in love in that sense, and you're not going to last very long at JMMB. So it starts there with making sure we're all aligned where that is concerned. Uh, when we talk about things like our orientation, um, our onboarding process with our employees, making sure that, that we sit with that for a few days out of our orientation process so they understand the purpose of the brand, the mission of the brand, and how that can align with their own values and purpose as well. It's a lot of, it's a lot of time that we invest in that. But what we also do is we make sure that everything from our compensation and benefits to our internal service processes to how we show up to our clients and how we serve our clients. I mentioned earlier, even the very fees that we charge and the policies that we have in place, they all have to connect back to our philosophy and our belief in love. And so that's how it's operationalized. It's making sure that it's woven into every fabric. It's kind of like we use it as the marker for everything that we do. And what is, what's an example of a decision an employee might make that you've seen or you encourage that is, is, would have been different if love were not the motivating factor, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I go on and on uh, yeah. about um, culture being about decisions. So, yeah. okay, great. 
love the concept. We all get aligned. How does that change how, what kind of decisions, how does that change how I go about doing my work if I work, work for JMBB? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll share with you a little story after I just say that we believe that love is what motivates us to serve our clients. So again, if Mm. I see my clients or my team member, even fellow employees sitting across from me, I see them as a human being that I can, through love, help them to achieve whatever it is they want to realize in and of themselves. And I mean, I'll share with you a little story and experience I had where when we come into the company, we have to sign on to what we call our vision of love statement. Mm. And it's a document that outlines who we are, what we stand for, and the kind of organization we're seeking to create as people. And there was an incident that I had with a fellow um, executive uh, where there was a disagreement. Uh, There was something I didn't deliver in a manner that dissatisfied him. And I appreciated the fact that uh, he was quite upset, but he started to argue with me in what was a public place in the office. And he started to raise his voice. And I said, hold on a minute. How you're speaking to me right now is inconsistent with the values that you and I signed on to when we join this organization. It's inconsistent with who we say we are as a company and the company we're trying to build. So I recommend we take a step back, discontinue and reconvene when we're in a better position to have this conversation. And he just stopped, acknowledged, And then we parted and came back and finished a conversation at another time. Now, while I keep sharing this story, Josh, is that not a lot of people realize the power in making sure that our employees are all coming from the same place. Because otherwise, that could have blown up into an argument. It would have been a huge shouting match. Again, our fellow employees are watching. How are our executives going to handle this situation? But if you know that every time you interface with your team, you're coming from the same place, you're operating with the same value system, and you can call on that identical belief and value system to say, look, this is what we said we would have done. This is how Mm -hmm. we've agreed to work. And everybody falls in line or, or uh, or certainly I would say connects to that and acknowledges it and chooses to work in that space. Yeah. then to me, it's 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 amazing. And it's something that we do often, where we hold each other to account. This is who we say we are. And let's do this. And it's something that has worked very well for us. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's tough. I mean, that, that's, it's incredible, because I'm always working on like trying not to react even to things that are impersonal, right? Road rage or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Screw you, buddy. But if you're being attacked, right? And mm-hmm. to have that presence of mind, that's uh, that's incredible and, and honorable. Um, mm-hmm. um, and even for him too, because I, I share the story, not necessarily only for myself, but also for him, you know, in the sense that he could have ignored me too and said, well, t- screw that, you know, I'm going to keep going. But um, he too had to acknowledge that you're right. You know, this is what we said. This is who we said we are. Mm. And I'm going to agree with you and let's step away and come back later on and address this. Mm. And so it's it's powerful when you can create that kind of culture and environment for people mm. to operate in. Mm. Wow. Okay, cool. All right. Um, that's amazing. I'm so, <laughs> so deep in that story. Yeah. Um, so when we're thinking about culture as a product, that that to me is is just such a rich vein of of thinking and philosophy. Um, does that mean, I mean, how does that 
inform maybe that's your, i don't know if that's something that actually happens and you talk about inside of the bank as well as just kind of your own philosophy but how does that then inform how you bring people how you, how you inform that uh, create that culture inside of an organization if you're thinking about that as the product in the is it in that orientation and onboarding and um what insights might that frame bring to what can we learn from that? Mm. 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 Well, I think for in, in our in our case, I think what we can learn is the importance of the role that the leadership plays, you know, and I, I hope my response will will address your question fulsomely. But I know for us we recognize that leadership the leadership team plays a huge role in sustaining and maintaining that 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 culture um proposition uh to to to, to team members because what we recognize is that again if we are if we are the ones who people look to to reflect who we say we are as a company then mm. it starts with leadership so for us we do we invest a lot of time in having and again it's it's beyond just orientation and onboarding because certainly i've been with the company for 11 years but you're talking about workshops consistent workshops and sessions with team leaders that allow us to have these authentic conversations with each other to really make sure that we are living the vision that we're living the purpose, that we're living the values. Um, mm. There are other opportunities where we also can engage our team. I mean, I'm thinking of even as a company, every quarter we have a budget, a financial budget, every quarter where we're, we're like, look, do something fun with your team. You know, here's a budget that you can use, whether you want to go grab a pizza, grab a bear. Um, we did a sushi making class together uh, last year, which was great. It was fun. It was a great opportunity to reconvene coming out of the pandemic. Just those little ways that the company can support the leadership in helping them to make sure that not only do they remain present to the values themselves as an individual, as a person, by empowering them through these conversations, these workshop sessions, coaching, et cetera but also making sure that they're empowering leaders with the tools they need to make sure that their teams live the vision, live the vision of love and live the culture as well. I wish more organizations would take that uh, perspective. Um, I can't tell you how many uh, leadership or executive teams, even with the best of intentions, don't understand that what they do yeah. informs the culture times a hundred. I mean, yeah. We're, as humans, we look up to our leaders as successful models. Yeah. And so whether you say it or not, your what those leaders do exemplifies what you what others expect you know want to do in order to quote unquote succeed. Yes. And so if you're constantly reminding and you know helping people remember helping the executives remember or provide new tools or establish, re continue to build relationships, which is what the sushi and the pizza is about. Mm -hmm. Those are really important things. So you're investing in the product itself. Mm -hmm. um, this is, you know, I, I just think it's such a powerful frame that I'm going to take away from this conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you've been doing this work for a long time. And one of the questions I like to ask my guests is, um, is there uh, a success or a failure that you experienced that you just learned from that, that you can share with us kind of your learning 
uh, in 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 your in your own career when it comes mm-hmm. to engaging. Uh, it could be anything. It could be engaging your employees, the internal comms, the culture, mm-hmm. onboarding, whatever whatever comes to mind. Something that you learned from. Yeah. Yeah, great question. And you know, the, the, it's easy to answer because I always come back to the biggest lesson that I've learned uh, is recognizing that I have to create a space of safety with my team. When you talk about building culture and we talk about employees feeling safe, as a team leader, as a leader in a company, making sure that you always create that space of safety. And I mean, just for me personally, there was a a situation I had with one of my team members several years ago, but it always remains front of mind because there is something I I had done or perhaps said, I can't remember anymore, but at at the core of it, she did not feel that she could trust me anymore. She didn't feel Mm. safe with me anymore. And it really impacted the relationship because it meant that anything I said or did to or with her after that, she always questioned if there was an ulterior motive. And one of my coaches said, because another thing, they provided us with leadership coaches as well. The person said, look, you don't have the right to continue to build a relationship with her until she feels safe with you. Spend the time investing in doing and saying what needs to be done so that she trusts you and she recognizes that you have her best interest at heart so that she feels safe with you and she trusts your intentions. And I had to do that work. And it was really transforming to see how it would have really helped our relationship to evolve and to grow when she started to recognize, you know what, Carrie Ann does have my best interest heart. I can feel safe with her and how I relate to her, therefore, can enjoy the sense of openness and connection that's needed for us as a team to work productively together. And mm. so that's always my 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 word to, to folks, whether you're a team leader or you're working laterally create that space of safety. Someone needs to know that you have their best interest. So even if there's a difficult conversation, they can trust the fact that you're coming from a place of having their best interest at heart and making them feel safe and comfortable so that they can have these conversations and work with you in a way that creates the best outcome for everyone. Amazing. Yeah. Trust is the linchpin of uh, a productive culture. Uh, if you don't have that, you don't have anything and it's, uh, it makes everything a lot harder. And a lot of the work that we've been doing this year is really around helping organizations rebuild trust amongst distributed teams. And so that, that story resonates with me. Um, incredible. I, I, I so appreciate, uh, your wisdom and your time with us today on great Mondays radio. Uh, Carrie Ann Stimson is the host of the internal marketing podcast you can find it anywhere um, she, uh, that you find you listen to your podcast uh, she obviously has much wisdom to share and uh, so i would strongly encourage you to check out her podcast it's excellent um, and also rather calming as well so if you need a if you need a break in the day and to unwind this and also learn i think that's that's wonderful uh, Carrie Ann Stimson, it is, uh, has just been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for, for being here and sharing some of those stories. Thanks, Josh. It's been a pleasure. Great meeting you and speaking with you. And yeah, looking forward to continuing the conversation. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. Hey, if you want to be a guest, head over to radio.greatmondays.com. And if you think this episode was interesting and your friends and fans would enjoy it, please share on social media. 
And if you want to get more people to understand the power of company culture in business today, please rate and review Great Mondays Radio on your podcast feed. It really helps us reach more people. If you want to hear more candid conversations with culture leaders, subscribe to Great Mondays Radio. I'd love to connect with you. Find me on LinkedIn at aka Josh Levine, on YouTube at Great Mondays, and you can always email me, josh at greatmondays.com. Find out more about our work with hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations at greatmondays.com. I'm Josh Levine. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. 